Hey, it's Robbie Earl at the Miami Fan Fest. Just a big shout out to the Culture Podcast and all the black coaches out there. Continue to do the work, continue to spread the message, continue to grow the game. We all have a responsibility. Big up to everybody. Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. It's the best kept secret soccer today. You got your boy Grego here. You got TK on the ones and twos. And back from the Charm City, back from the Coach Convention, we got Coach Tony back in the crib. What's going on with you, man? Man, it's good to be back home. I was gone for a while, but you know, I had a productive uh, sessions out at the convention. It was, it was definitely worthwhile, man. Oh, we had some people sh- uh, shouting us out, just like grabbing us, like like grabbing you, like yo, like I'm listening to your show. <laughs> yo, it was crazy. Um, I, I, it was also like a cool experience to be out and about, and people actually see the Florida culture uh, hat I was wearing. They were like, "Yo, you for the culture?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I'm for the culture." You know, always. <laughs> but no, and then randomly in a bar in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. At Uno's Pizza, shouts out to the Uno's Pizza. I gotta give them love now. I mean, uno, they get plugged. The bartender there, you know, he hears us talking about the podcast. He's like, "Yo, you for the culture podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yo, I listen to y'all." So did you have on, like a shirt? The- I had no. Oh, I have any, no. I didn't even have a hat on. I was oh. talking about it. Oh wow! Because I'm for the culture, so you gotta keep the culture moving. You gotta keep it in the streets. Because so. that's you know that's some real love. If it's like they just see the hat, the FTC. Well, there was recognize, another recognize the brand. You know, what there I'm was saying? another group of fellas who you know we hope we get in the show one day. Like they recognized the hat. It was like, yo, I know the FTC. And so they was down. So. Much love, much love. Appreciate yeah. that, Baltimore. This is definitely one of those moments where uh, where FOMO was real. Because me and Ringer were, were both talking about that. I was like, man, it's like, it's like of course, we're, we're seeing your pictures and everything. And, you know, we're seeing, like, Rox and April from Featherstone, Chris from Featherstone. Uh, no, uh, of course, uh, uh, Footy Mob and, and Terminus. Cole and everybody. I, yeah, and uh, I, you know, I see that they had uh, their uh, supporters convention there as well. And, you know, it, it, it's – of course, we do. We've been doing this for a little bit over a year now. It's like you always kind of wonder, like, 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 do people really fuck with us like that? And you're like, oh, hold up, oh, they see it, mm-hmm. oh, they see it. And you know, like, like, like tonight we got a uh, we got Kim Crab on, on the show. She's the first uh, African American women women's player on the on the U.S. national team. Where I'm actually having an interview with her later on um, in the show, but. Yeah, just to be able to connect with so many people, like you know, you were talking about you know Lincoln Phillips. Uh, uh, Sully Hamid, um, a whole lot of different people. It's like, like, what do you remember? Because I, I know you, you, you were having a good time up there. It was all a blur. It was, it was all work, sir. Let me tell you everything was, I remember. It was strictly first. work. <laughs> it was strictly work, sir. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was the the main moment from that convention that truly stands out. Um, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I actually kind of teared up at the moment when I see Shaka Islop introducing Lincoln Phillips for the Lifetime Achievement Award. And here was that, you know, two people that were huge reasons why I wanted to go play at Howard. And I'm seeing Shaka Islop, who is a player that I wanted to be like, and then Lincoln, who was, you know, instrumental to 
reason why Howard became such a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, to see that and to be a part of that moment, I I, I can't. I, I I had to fight back the tears, and um, it was cool to be a part of that um, that moment in history. And then, and also, uh, you know, Jill Ellis was honored as well too for all the achievements that she had made within the game. So um, to be in that room that day with Jill Ellis and Lincoln Phillips and then my boy Shaka Islam in there, man, I'm good. I've achieved a lot of life. <laughs> you know, other, other than my daughter's birth, I don't know what else. <laughs> you know? But it, that, that's, that's, that's what's up. And yeah, I know, I know uh, next year is in Anaheim. I was actually, uh, I hit up uh, uh, Nicole Hercules, like, Pretty much like within like that first day, I was like, uh, "When's the next one? Where's that?" And she's like, "Oh, Anaheim." I was like, "We're there because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, that's going to have to be on the, on the on the agenda of trips next year." But here's the other part that was also like the highlight of my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm walking in the uh, expo center where they have all the vendors selling, you know, all the latest soccer equipment, and mm-hmm. software, and trips, and all that. They even had like PSG Academy there. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, but the coolest thing is I'm walking around the Expo Center, and then all of a sudden, Sean Wright Phillips pops me up. He's like, yo, what's up, T? Where you been? And everything. <laughs> Sean Wright Phillips. Now, granted, he is a Man City you know, player, ex-player, and yeah. you know, ambassador. <clears throat> yeah. But <clears throat> the boy recognized me from you know earlier, and he was like, yo, what's up with everything like that? Uh, so, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> We, 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 once not, once a blue, always about, a blue. A song that says, Sean, I got love for you, bro. Or, hey. or how y'all did on the, over the weekend. Like, hey, bro. man. Hey, it don't matter. We got kids. Yep. We, didn't have, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to buy players. Let's not even, this ain't a Chelsea podcast. Can y'all not mess up my story? This ain't, yeah, yeah y'all you. messed up my Sean. I, 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 right I totally agree. That my was bad, rude. Bad, bad, anyway, so, Sean, Sean we're going to get you on the show, man. When you think you're not too cool enough to be on the show, we're going to get you on the show. I'll text him that. So. <laughs> I know y'all got, y'all got text messages. They're like, bro, like it's the whole thing. Sean, but um, hero. <laughs> Seriously, this is one of the reasons I like Chelsea. I don't know. I don't know how to follow that one up. But it was overall the convention was awesome. Um, also, what you saw was the first time that you had. So many people of color within the game get honored and recognized and to lead sessions. Yeah. Like, that is huge because people don't realize there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of coaches as a part of this event. And so to be asked to actually lead a session is a huge thing. Like, usually they have – They know your name. All right. And so, like, you know, past times I went, Brandy Chastain was leading a session or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Stacey Wilson got to lead a session in Lauren you know, the head coach for um, Jamaican – Stacey Wilson looks like she could still play. Oh, she can. Oh, no, she – oh, bro. Like, it's not even a game. It's like fit. No. Fit. And that's the thing about it. Like, so when she's leading a session about speed and everything like that, Mm -hmm. she'll still smoke these kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so it it was truly to be – um, it was amazing to be a part of that situation where, you know, seeing all these people of color getting honored for lifetime achievements or whatever their contribution was to the game of soccer, and then to see people of color leading these coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's – have we made it? No. But it's good to see that we make it strides. And so – You know, I, I think just in general, you know, with everything that we got – that we have going on this year specifically – 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big year for, for the culture. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what's about to happen and what's, and what, and what will happen now going into this year. Like I, I, I can't wait is, um, but, the, but the pivot real quick, uh, is Tammy okay? Yeah, man, I think he's all right. It'll be all right. Cause y'all, y'all, y'all had a, had a tough one, uh, against Arsenal. Like I said, y'all, y'all had a tough weekend. Like, it's like, can I say this real quick? Hey man, whoa, whoa. Are you throwing stones in the glass house? Hey. <laughs> Are you throwing stones in the hey. glass house? Because hey. last I checked, we didn't have a great weekend either. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not here to talk about Liverpool right now or United. I mean. Or Chelsea. But I will say this. I, I think y'all miss Pulsey. I think y'all miss him. I think we do. I think we miss uh, Cavani. I think we miss Kai Havertz. I think we miss... Friggin' Jaden Sancho <laughs> <laughs> or Isco. I don't care who but, it is. I, Get someone y'all, off the team. Y'all got the so. transfer ban lifted, and y'all, and y'all ain't buying no. It's like, a week, bro. This is Chelsea, man. I, I expect absolutely nothing less. It's uh, being a Chelsea fan is a lot like being an Atlanta United fan. There's oh, oh, We'll be right back with this ad. Beers. Yeah, here we go. The segue is officially in progress. Hey, can, oh, we, can we pour some out for our lane night? Yeah, Yo. absolutely. We're uh, not cheersing, dude. We don't cheers. What's I going mean, on. shit, whatever. We lost Gressel today uh, for, for the, Man, for, for the, the note. The, 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 fan time base, the home team fan base had a straight meltdown. Yo. Yeah, I didn't even get on socials today, honestly. Um, I, I just was texting it up with my homeboy Bobby. Between that and Chelsea, just like mucking it up against Arsenal. It was a pretty great day for me, just, that, <laughs> just living, breathing so, there. I, I have, before we head to this interview with Kim, I, I, I do want to address this, um, address that move real quick because I want to be mad at the front office for that, but at the same time, because like we're down to what? Oh, wow. Four, That's four a great graphic. We, all right, players we, left from can we upload that to our FTC right now? Oh, it's on there right now. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh, I and, love technology. Uh, but uh, it's, it's difficult to explain this graphic. Office. So what what we're looking at right now, of course, y'all, you probably have already seen it on our socials. Um, basically, you have every all the starters from MLS Cup 2018. We're down to what? Martinez, Mermetti, Lamernowitz, Escobar, and Guzan as the remaining starters left on the team. Starters. Yeah. Also, let it be known that if what we're doing conceptually is getting Frank's men, uh, I made this point in our chat text, Where man. Pity is not Frank's man. Escobar, not Frank's not. man. Yosef, not Frank's man. Remedy, not Frank's man. I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get what's going on. I honestly don't. But no, I, I, and then I'm also like, I guess DC United is just like where all of our players want to go now because between Miggy, well, I mean not Miggy, I'm sorry, no, no, who said that earlier though about DC United? I think they got the pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they 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 willing to splash I, I, cash. I, I, Yamil, I mean, I mean and then uh, he, he, even Gordon Wild Atlanta. left us to go to DC United. Oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah, that's under the no, radar. He's on gone now. But, but, but here, here's my thing, and we're going to talk about this actually next week because we got um, just to kind of give y'all a plug for next week. We got uh, Mickey Turner of Standard uh, Heart, the uh, SB Nation uh, blog site. He's also a lawyer, and like he covers on Twitter like a lot of the stuff going on with the CBA. Um, right now, we're the league is still trying to work things out with the players association as far as working on a new uh, collective bargaining agreement. The 
So right now we're still working under the existing salary cap. And basically what's, ha what's happened is you've had our team basically get broken down by trying to get everyone paid under the cap. And because you could basically what you've had is the, the last three years, you've had our team be pretty much like a month the best, if not uh, one of the best teams in MLS. And of course, with, when you perform well, you want to get paid for it. And and basically, they're like, okay, yeah, you want to get paid, but we can't really do that right now with the way the cap is. So we got to... Shaking you, my head. You got to... Can't see a culture, but I'm shaking my head. You got to, you know, go where you can't get paid. And it's like, that's something to where the league has to really address because without... You should you should want teams to be able to have some type of con some some type of long term continuity, whether it's you know five years, six years, something like that. Like because you got where players are, that were still within the their you still have players that were still within well within their, in their prime, and you're saying okay, yeah, we can't afford you, so you got to go. Because like uh, LGP Gonzalez Perez, like he he said like he didn't want to go, and I'm pretty quote sure unquote. But like, where are the owners in all this in this in the CBA? Where, where are they at? Do they have a role? Do they? I do, mean, they basically are they advocating they, for anyone, anything. I, I, you know what? I've heard a lot, a lot of different things there because I feel like there's we're definitely starting to see a shift as far as like the haves and the have-nots as far as teams who have money and are willing to spend it as those who have money. It's like, yeah, this kind of like our, our pet project, so we're not really prioritizing like that, and that's where it kind of pisses me off because I'm like. To me, that to me, you're kind of setting the table up. We're for, not all San Jose. Yeah, like it's, it's setting the table up for promotion relegation. You know, I ain't said this in a while, but we should have a promotion relegation episode. There's not enough content. There's not enough content, bro. We need more. Shit, I need more content. <laughs> but I think that you know, basically, we our team, as as many of the fans know it, is basically been a casualty of the salary as is. Let me mess with my beer, man. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> Damn. I ain't, I ain't trying to stay up till all night mixing this. <laughs> this, this. This is a common theme for us who, people who work in sound. Us, us sound men. But, like, but, but, but yeah. Quiet on set. I can all hear right. you walking, asshole. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I, I think that... Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm speaking for every sound man alive. <laughs> every sound man. It's, it's, it's very frustrating to see the guys that, you know, that, that were put in great work for this team basically get sent off for – granted, you know, it's, it's a great bit of business for the team because, like, basically they're paying rest of, like, barely over $100,000 and you got – How much are we paying Emerson Hyman? I heard it was – I heard the new country is, like, a, a, a nice little grip. A nice little grip is – More than – how much? How, how much oh, is Gressel making currently on his one-year contract that was remaining before it was bought the out? The existing contract was like one fourteen. One fourteen. One fourteen. And what was Hyman making last year? Does anyone know that? I don't know the. I, I think it's like over over five. I believe. Yeah, I thought it was like three eighty, but it could be over five. We'll just say. But either way, I know more I know, than I know, I know his new contract is like eight, like eight hundred. Yeah, new contract is eight hundred k. You do the math, Gressel. And putting in the work, assists, stats, and we'll see what Hyman does. If Hyman doesn't show up this year, bro, so who's going? Right, start who's the going? Protest. Who's going to give? Who's going to get our assists? Because we lost Nagby now, mm -hmm. we lost Gressel. I mean, that's those are people who feed the ball in to Joseph or whatever. I get. I, I guess mean, we have ten days to get a I win mean, back. 
hopefully we got Anton, ho- right? Ho- Anton's the answer, right? <laughs> if it's, if it's I didn't watch him last me. season. I don't know if he was putting in. I, I, mean, I, I, I think I, the, I, that's, that's the answer. I right? doubt he had more than four assists. I think the the focus would be on. I believe Pity Abarco to to set set everything up. Actually, I, 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 I still go back to what I said uh, for Christmas. I think that the way things are still shaping up, it'll set things up to where the you have that three headed monster uh, up up front. Now what? Now whether it's you know Barco pulling the strings or you just doing like a straight. I don't care if it pulls the strings as long as they put the goals in. Hey, know. yeah. At the end of the day, I don't, care. I don't care if it's one nothing, two nothing, three nothing, two one, whatever. Yeah, yeah. four days of dub. Yep. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely. Uh, we're going to see also who's a real Night fan. Oh yeah, throughout this season. Because yeah, because we got remember of course protests are as, as long as, long as, we, as long as we are still able to play, we still got Champions League first. And remember how how things happened last year, how you get we got messed up by Monterey, and that kind of set the tone as far as the first like few months of the season. That so was grown man ball right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a grown man ball. But um, but yeah, I, I think that that could really if if things look your son, man, come on, man. <laughs> Shuffling notes, come on, <laughs> God! Content. But I think I think if, if, if that goes bad, that's going to set a, a, a bad tone for the for the regular season. And yeah, I, I, it it's, it will be a true testament to whatever plan DeBoer has if if he ends up pulling pulling something decent. I, I want your predictions right now. I want them. I, well, no, here's a prediction. Do we have another seventy-two thousand? Like sell out. I, I, I know they got six of them this year. I'd be I'd be surprised if three of them get seventy two. We gonna get seventy two this year? I uh, think about sixty nine, and I owe you three. Uh, yeah, I don't Sand know. I think who, who's got? Well, who's that? Seattle. What was their um their uh, like their attendance like, for the? Theirs is like right around seventy. Match. Are with we going to crack seventy this season at all? Uh, maybe once. No, maybe let's once. be bold with it. Let's make our predictions. Ooh. Let's date this once. right now. Maybe once. It is January the 21st. Are we going to crack 65,000 this year? Yes. 69,000 just no. on the cusp? Or 71 plus? I, I, <laughs> what, what, what is your vote, my friend? I what think is your we vote? will get one game where we have a full bench. Aside from that, Ooh, wait, wait. Galaxy got Chicharito now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, Galaxy it's, get? it's officially official now. See, Tony's <laughs> looking at it from the different angle. I like it. He's like, mm-hmm. well, oh yeah. If um, if that's one of the, on the six games, yeah, that one's getting full. Ooh. Absolutely. That one might fill it, fill it out. Yeah, that one might fill it out. That might be the one. That that, that mm-hmm. that's okay. the one. That's the one. Exactly. Anytime I start talking about riding my shadow, mm. that's the one. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's it. Like, aside from that, I can't guarantee shit. I, the good thing is, it is MLS. We can still make the playoffs. You know, you can basically. So you think we're going to the playoffs? It's not. It's not. We're bold. making playoffs. Bold. We're yeah. making bold. playoffs. We're making the playoffs. We're making playoffs. Yes or no? Yeah. Grego. Yeah. Tony. Yes. We're making playoffs. All right. Now beyond now, how far MLS we get? is shitty mm-hmm. because of Zlatan's statement. I think we will also make the playoffs. Continue. Because Zlatan says. It's, how many, it's like seventh places, right? Yeah, yeah, or eight maybe. Like even. you don't have to be good to make the playoffs. Like, like you have to be see, mediocre. Seattle, Seattle was sixth in the um, in in the West, and they won MLS Cup. So is Cincinnati still in the league? Did they get relegated? Technically, you sure they didn't get relegated? <laughs> They're still there. <laughs> even that though we be, don't have relegation, I think they still got relegated. That'd be so cool, man! If they just like started pulling NASL teams or something like that. Yeah. Uh, New but Mexico, um, did did you uh, 
now that we finally saw him, uh, did you like the Nashville kids? I still haven't seen it. I this. haven't seen it. Wait, yeah, what? Whoa, whoa. Did you put that on the socials? Yes. When? I put that hey, on the People be at work. They came back yeah, right. on Saturday. People be at yeah. work. I have like 10 and the number for notifications. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it's, must it's be something I'm It's basically like the, like the crew kit, except the vault yellow and blue. But oh, wait, wait. So they ripped off Columbus, is what you're trying to tell oh, us. Oh, you said Nashville. Yeah. I thought you said Nashville. I'm oh, sorry, my bad. I thought you were talking about the I don't, I don't know what you over, over my bad. Old I, I know man now. Old man ears. Now, for those who don't know, Uh-oh. all the kids should. Be, there's there be another, another fashion show coming in a couple weeks, and and so if you if your if your team has not released their kit by February 5th, it will come out then, and. You know, is this a, another one of those international fashion shows where they I, like cut up the kids? I, I don't know what they're planning on doing. You got a leak or any info on that? I just know when when, when coach up, comes huh? out there with with a with a jersey on top of his head. Coach has got sleep apnea. I know uh, what. I'm sorry, what when, were we when, talking about? When when he's coming out? Have we done it? Have we done a Kim interview yet? We're kidding, man. <laughs> we are just about to get there. Sorry. All right, let well, me know what we're talking I, about. I, we're talking about your 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 debut in in, in the fashion show, man. Fashion. Hey man, I used to do fashion shows back in the day. You know what? There's a lot of things we you told you. About, about how. <laughs> Is this like the male reviews? <laughs> we all have our stories. Shut up, man. All right, so we're going to do a quick twist. We're going to touch a hot topic on um, recent EPL matches and go. Um, Manchester Liverpool. All Damn, right. they're good. That's it. Damn, they're good. <laughs> so, so Liverpool's won the league. Yeah, I think it's yeah. pretty much summed up. Yeah. That. I mean, it would take a catastrophic. You know, Manchester like, could have won that match. No, and that's the thing about it. like they got. There was know. like a fit. No, wait, wait, wait. Time out. I think they could. They had they had opportunities. Yeah. Martial, you telling me when he came from that left flank and he was right there in front of goal, he couldn't put that away? Are you and, kidding me? And he's, he's trying to be a number one player on the that's France. That's why he's not. Exactly. Thank you, not. Martial. I love you, but man, you gotta put that away, man. Please, yeah, man. on frame, on frame. Take take more. Your like seriously, like bro, at that level, and you trying to be next level. You gotta put that on frame, especially at least. when Rashford's having a banging year and he's out injured. Now he's out for like next two, three months. It's yeah. like, come on, no, I can't be. I just put him in my, no, my it, fantasy team. No, he's he can't a, be three months. He had a stress fracture, dude. Like, he's double, got double, double stress fractures back, and there was something else too. Dude, like they dude. lied. It's not February seventeenth, bro. He's gone. He's gone. For he's gone for a minute. Now he gonna be as long as uh, as, as Kane, but. No. He's gonna be up for a minute. I'm gonna give Vardy party a beer, right? But I mean, and then Liverpool, they're doing. You know, we or gotta give Salah. props. I mean, Salah, that last goal, or Firmino, he's man, you see him body. Firmino's really stepped his game up pretty much like the past month. No, nah, man, like, I think Firmino's been. been go check his stuff out. His he's been, I think, consistent. He's, he's always for the been last good, but it's never it's never been like he's been like the guy that you fear. Right now, he is becoming that guy. You gotta speak for yourself, Greg. Yeah. yeah man, he coming nah. at me and go, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Here goes I, Firmino. I, I think Firmino's been a, a key, obviously, he's been a key factor that, for, that for Liverpool. But yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I think because Sané and, and, and Salah have been so on form, like, you kind of you kind of forget about him, like, but he's kind of running the form now. I don't know. Anybody ever gets for me, though. His stats is, is are consistent, man. Now is I like, had him yeah, last year for the whole year of my fantasy league. Bro, so many points. So many points. So I, it, I, I only want to actually get into a, stati- a statistical kind of argument culture here. Culture of stats, man. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> He's Brazilian, can, can, bro. Can we, can we highlight 
A goalkeeper getting an assist too. Oh, I love mm, when a goalkeeper yeah. gets an assist. And, and, I love and, and, that. And what's your and phrase, Tony? Dropping, dropping dimes, dropping baby. Dimes, he dropping baby. dimes from and, that back line. And not just the assist, that sprint. Oh yeah, he outsprinted everybody. I mean, he was he had the most energy. Like if I know, that's, this is FIFA twenty, his bar is full still. That's the funny part about. It. I was like, hold up, you you you, can you try to tell everybody else to they're run and everything? It's like, like Negro, we have been running all game long. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, do keep doing that, baby. Goalkeeper Union. Keep that was doing a, that. that was a master class. Like when you went to the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. <laughs> just Dude. show that replay. Dude, I just I just love the fact that like the the presence of mind. Like I've always said, last line of defense, first line of offense. So he make that got the ball. He's like, oh, yo, solid. He's leaking. It's like just like you know how um, which guy Alonzo Ball. Every time he gets that rebound, he does that pass way out in front? So, Same thing. So which so which dropping dimes? So which outlet pass is better? That one or Tim Howard 2010? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Algeria? Uh-huh. Mm, that's a tough one. Mm. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to do a uh uh IG vote. Okay. Yeah, mm. we'll do an IG vote. Yes, yes. Tony on. needs time culture. I do. Yes, because uh, we, we'll, now we'll put you, you put my favorite, one of my favorite keepers into the play. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we might have to put that on social on, on Twitter I'm and I'm Instagram. I'm Let us know what y'all think. Um, I did want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Gio Arena for uh, making his debut with uh, Borussia Dortmund. Yep. And the funny thing there was that both him and um, Erling Haaland, because uh, they both made their debuts on over the weekend, dropped the hat trick. Now, yeah, for some they, reason, they both score a hat trick. Now, for some reason, Germans don't think that's a hat trick because it wasn't co- consecutive and shit. That's a hat trick. I don't care what you say. But yes, um, that was a second half hat trick. <laughs> it's, it's actually harder. I, I don't know who you need to convince. It. I don't get it. A hat Ger- trick. Germans does it, does it have to be like left, right, head. Dude. Does that have to be a perfect hat trick to be no, a hat No, no, they said like it has to be consecutive goals. Consecutive. Then, oh, so I'm sorry, Sancho. You're going to swap out his goal, basically? <laughs> basically. That's some yes, BS. Sancho, we're going to – come uh, on, come yeah, on to Chelsea. You, you don't know, have to score goals. But you know, um, <laughs> his, uh, their dad played together at Man City as well. Yep. So I was like, that's actually pretty pretty dope. dope. Of course, granted, they're a much better team than Man City. So, hey, I'm not tripping. But um, I like how you, you like have the, the little romance going on with their fathers here. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's great. <laughs> well, no, no. Yeah, I'm not even going to say it, but it's cool. It's cool. No, so I, I, think, I think it's a different I, I think that's aspect. A, a dope thing. Like, cause, like, Do you know who Sean Wrightfield's father is? Ian Wright, come on. Yeah, I'll say, I was thinking Ian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on now. No, I, I think it's dope. Uh, Greg is dropping off Ian, some uh, yeah. some knowledge for you guys and some just like stuff that you probably wouldn't think of, honestly. So it's cool little facts to just, you know, kind of have up there uh, to, to kind of go along with it. So uh, moving forward, we, went, we just uh, did a little EPL touch, talk about uh, MLS and all the BS going on with the home team. We still got racism counter going. Yeah, racism counter. Yeah. Uh, you, you saw Balotelli got shit off. Yeah. Like 10, yeah, 10 red minutes. card so, in what, what, nine minutes. It was nine minutes. Yeah, yeah, basically. How long do you think until we have uh, until uh, Ashley Young gets uh, racially abused? Oh, but why, he made why, a why comment. Is, that, why is everybody calling the inner all of a sudden, bro? Like, and, because they're going to win the Europa League. Antonio Conte is a drill sergeant, bro. Drill I think they just sergeant. Want that third kit. Third kid, they're like, yo, that's young fresh. You can get that kid. He's <laughs> like, I want my official name on I'm a, that. I'm going to wait till it goes on sale, then I'm going to think about it. He's like, that third yeah, kid. Well, you'll no. definitely get the Italy stuff on sale, so <laughs> my plug is good for that stuff, man. That's what's Let up. me know. 
But um, but yeah, we got an interview uh, tonight with uh, with Kim Crab. She is the first African American woman to uh, to get selected by the women's national team. Got a, a almost. We got way more than we expected with, with her. But yeah, she's dopey when she's out and um, she was up at the coaches convention as as well. And um, I know, like I said, coach got linked up with everybody up there. Like I said, we're not missing next year. I can already tell you that. <laughs> everybody linked up with coach. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Alternative theory? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. It, lo- it looked great. I was I was watching through. Who was the social that I was looking at? It was like some guy named Carl Story rapping soccer. That's Carlton. Yeah. That's Carlton. Yeah. Carlton. He, he, he's, a, he's, he's a follower of the show. He's a follower of Soccer Streets. The man yeah. came down to open the East Point field. That's our man. So, 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 okay. And he makes Carlton. music too, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I saw. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this guy rapping? He does everything. He does everything. Yeah. yeah so he does everything. Shout out to that guy, Carlton. But, uh, but yeah, so we got an interview with Pam. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on the flip side. We'll do um, two up and two down, and uh, we'll hot shot a few. This is for the Culture Podcast. You got your boy Coach Tony here. You got Grego and you got TK here. We have a lovely guest here. We got the undisputed number one champion from the U.S. Women's National Team, the first African American female within the U.S. Women's National Team, Miss Kimberly Crab. How's it going, Miss Crab? <laughs> there we go. There. Fresh, fresh from the national. Coaches soccer convention and uh, back home on the coast uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Originally from Northern Virginia, but I'm back home where I where I do my thing, uh, helping many of our youth within the community, and just happy to be back after a, a wonderful uh, three or four days at the convention in Baltimore. So you're so you're basically a North Carolina girl. Like, um, how long have you been in in, uh, in Wilmington? No, I'm not a North Carolina girl. <laughs> she laughed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she, whoa. She came this is where I reside. Yeah, this is where I reside. You know? Like if I was down in Atlanta, yep. you know, I might be one of the hot Atlanta girls down there. But no, I am originally from Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. So I consider myself a Northern Virginian for, uh, for the most part. But I have been residing in the North Carolina uh, state for over 28 years. Oh, you're claiming oh, my state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, you know, legal marriage is at the five years. Exactly. Like, might as well go so ahead and do this thing. thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I ain't down in the hot Atlanta, but I mean, I am down south. But please, we got to get you down. Now, you know. Kim, when you come down to Atlanta, you're always invited. You can stay here at the frat house, you know, and you know we'll take you oh, out. Right. You know we'll hit the scene, hit the clubs and everything. <laughs> you can roll with us, all right? We got That's you on that. That's what's up. That <laughs> so what's you grew up, up in Northern Virginia, right? But I got, I got to first ask, how did you fall in love with the game of soccer? 
you know, a lot of people ask me that, and I am a late bloomer. I'm going to consider myself a late bloomer. I'm going to own that, considering that kids nowadays start can start at the early age of three. Um, I was uh, discovered by my gym teacher in elementary school at the age of nine. Um, I had blazing speed, outrunning the boys, you know, in the school barefoot at, at recess. Mm-hmm. and excelling at any sport that I did, uh, whether I'd ever played it before or not. But my gym teacher, uh, African-American Mr. Bryant was his name, Mr. and Bryant, he was pretty up. influential. Yep. He was pretty influential in my life, uh, and um, and he saw, he saw, he saw the talent and introduced me to soccer and, and said he'd pay for it told my mom he'd pay for it and get me to practice as need be. And and the rest was kind of history. I started at a co-ed level, um, at the introductory level of uh, probably what one would call recreational level, and um, just quickly excelled. And when they started having tryouts for travel teams, as we called them back then, select teams, um, I went out and made our local rest and Team, the rest and rowdies, and the rest pretty much was history. The rest and rowdies, yes. I know you wish you still had that jersey, huh? I bet that jersey was dope, huh? I, you know what? I'm not gonna tell you a lie. I still have oh, that man. jersey. Don't do it. Oh, we gotta get that. I got frame. that throwback jersey. We gotta get yep. that frame. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta send that still got to us. Still got it. Gold and blue. Got it. Rest so, and, I got. I got a quick question, Kim. So you know, you talked about how you know you had. A uh, rec person kind of like introduced you to the game of soccer, but I'm assuming that you were a multi-sport athlete at first. Correct. Um, I, I I would like to say that track has always been there, whether it was organized once I got started getting into the intermediate and high school levels or not. Like I told you, I I foot race. You know, that's what we did even at a family level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would go to Washington D.C. to visit cousins, and they would already tell everybody in the community that the fast cousin was coming. So I remember racing barefoot in the street on the concrete against whoever was the fastest kid, you know, in the hood, you know? Right, right, right. I just, that's been my asset probably to the sport um, is my speed. So, so, so naturally I had that. So, you know, as I fell through the years, Yes, I ran track in, in, in high school, intermediate and high school levels, and I played, I picked up field hockey, which was soccer with a stick, and I was a <laughs> basketball player. I, mean, I think basketball was always a component in the African-American, you know, yep, yep. world. It's part of I DNA. I always played basketball. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a part of my DNA. So I was short, but I was very quick, and like I said, that was my asset to most sports that I played. So I gotta ask also, if if you played soccer and lacrosse at this time, were you ever like teased within like the black community because of this? Well, well, lacrosse wasn't wasn't even introduced to me till later years. Okay. I played field hockey. I mean, field so hockey. So yeah. field hockey was was the ball being low. Had I been introduced to, to lacrosse, where I could catch a ball and run, right? then somebody really would have been in trouble. At least I had to use <laughs> my skill work with a stick. You know what I mean? It was basically, 
instead of my feet, I was using a stick, you right. know. So, um, and I know I was not teased by it because once I got to play it at the high school level, there was there was more African Americans playing, and again, I think all of us had that asset of speed mm-hmm. and just picking up just natural athletic ability and picking up sports so quickly that um, you know we it was more embraced and in, 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 in by the by the community and by um, by our peers so to speak you know i'm saying community by our high school community but mm-hmm. and um so no i don't i don't ever remember being faced with any teasing along along those lines but once i got to any more elite level of soccer now mm-hmm. you know being the first and the only african-american at that at they that elite level then then is where you may have where i may have endured a little bit of teasing here and there none of which i couldn't couldn't handle you know but um but yeah none none with the field hockey of course not with basketball and of course not with my track you know right 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 it doesn't sound like you're too worried about that anyway <laughs> so so lay out the picture no, for us I, picked up, I, I really only picked up field hockey because it was in the off season and i wanted to kind of i didn't want to run cross country <laughs> it was like you know in the winter i was playing basketball and running indoor track in the spring i was running outdoor track and playing soccer in the fall to kind of keep myself frugal and doing something nah i didn't want to run that long cross country so I, I i picked up a stick i watched it my freshman year and sophomore year i made varsity and New York state champions by my senior year oh so. snap oh snap yeah. okay so yeah. So when when did you know you were good? Like when did you know you're like, oh snap! Like I gotta take this thing to the next level. In 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 soccer or yeah, or in so- the other sports? Well, I mean all the in sports, soccer? but I guess in soccer specifically. Well, I I, you know, it's funny that you ask that because the people, you know, I've been asked some poignant questions in the last couple of months that that have made me do the old, hmm, yeah. you know what I mean? I've yeah. never in about retrospect, that. yeah. But, you know, being a, a just a natural athlete, I never, I, I don't think I can really pinpoint a time. Of course, once I started getting into high school and being in the papers on a regular, and I mean, big papers, you know, right. like, you know, we're talking, you know, the regional paper where everybody's reading it, right. you know, Everybody out of the district. DMV was reading this, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. They know your your district name. and out of, of course, you make it Washington Post, you watch making the journal, which was a big paper. Now, our local paper. You're dropping names. Yeah, our local paper was the rest of times. You know, the rest of times, I grew up in a playing community. So, Reston had our own newspaper, you know. Yeah, you got in there. I got in there. I scored two goals at rec level. You know what I mean? It was a little blurb that had my name on it that said two beside it because I scored two goals. So, So, that was at, you know, just our local level. So, once I started started getting into the the bigger newspapers i was like wow you know what i mean this is this i like this this mm-hmm. is pretty big time yeah. mm-hmm. but but again the 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 natural athletic ability was just there i mean and that was my head start that was my handicap i guess one would say amongst the rest you know what i mean so um so yeah so i i, I really couldn't pinpoint an actual time but I, I'm going to say my high school years is when I started being more observant of, you know, what my abilities were. I'm playing against some of the best in our district 
and now I'm getting on regional, I'm getting regional, you know, uh, accolades. So now I'm playing against people out of our district, and I'm still at, a, you know, at the top two or three, you know. Hmm. And then, then when you get to the state level of running track or playing field, you know, field hockey, then, you know, you're there. So, so, so you- probably high school, if I had to choose it. Middle school, you're kind of... You're kind of experimenting a little bit, you know what I mean, with sports. And at it, it's at an introductory level, um, you know. But once I got to high school, I wasn't playing. So you ended up going to George Mason, like like pretty much right around the corner from you. You ended up um, winning the national championship there. But Tony was telling me about a story uh, about how you ended up uh, going, like basically a story that happened here at, uh, at the coaches' convention about how uh, – Younger athletes now, how they're kind of picking <laughs> their, um, uh, how they pick their schools and everything. Tell us about, like, I guess, like your, your process, like, like how because you're talking about like what 30, 37 years ago. Like, of course, it's, it's a whole, it's a, it's a much different game now. Like, like what what was your experience like going through college and everything? Well, you know, again, you know, I I sat on the panel on Sunday, and I and everybody at the panel was was of course younger than myself, so. I considered bringing myself some of the, a little bit of the old school to the table. Um, and I chimed in on, on different questions. And one was, you know, just, just what you said about, you know, are you picking the schools and this and that. I had a pretty unique situation and people may not look at it as unique. I do. My mother was my only guardian. My dad was in prison. He was incarcerated the majority of my life is not almost all of my life. Mm-hmm. So the uniqueness was that I had an opportunity to stay close if I wanted to. Now I had scholarships in schools, you know, that were of course out of state or further away from Reston, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, which was still here in Fairfax County, which is where George Mason was located. Right. But the unique the uniqueness was that I would be able to be still close to my mother as well as being a part of a new program. George Mason was a new program. They had only been in existence for a year before I came. So, you know, so, so, so that was, I considered a unique, you know, component in my life, you know, to be able to still go to college, be close to home and be in a new program where we could, you know, we, we could make some things happen, you know, in good ways. And we did. Yeah. So, um, so like I guess like like I said you you won a national championship there. So like at what point did it, do you start getting noticed by a national team to say okay, hey you know we we see what you did here at this level like we want to see what you can do at, at an even higher level because mind you at that point right. you know there's there's no professional game um, here at, at that point. I know you uh, have played overseas, but like what uh like like how are you getting noticed? Well, what what we did is we would have a state soccer tournament every summer where you would have everybody on the East Coast from Massachusetts down to Maryland, the New York, Jersey, Connecticut, you name it. We were all there, Pennsylvania, and we'd ball out at, um, it was, where were we at? We, was, uh, we were at a school in, in, in Pennsylvania. It'll come to me in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we would ball out there. It was then 
that they would choose a regional team. So this is just the process of how it went back then. Mm-hmm. Um, they would choose a regional team out of all of the the states that were there. And we would stay on another week. Everybody else would go home after the weekend. We would stay on another week and train. So there was no national team at the time. So this went on for about two to three years until they started speaking of a national team. And so you now have this pool of players that you've chosen for your regional team. So you kind of know that that's the bulk of your good players on the East Coast that you could possibly choose a couple from for the national team when they do start speaking of that. Mm-hmm. And so Anton Dart, who was, the, was my national team coach, came in on that like third year of our, you know, choosing the regionals after the state, you know, tournament. And he trained us. And that was when they were starting probably to develop in the, you know, it was a thought of a national team. So, once the national team was announced and they were going to be choosing players, I was already in a pool of players mm-hmm. in which they chose like 75 players um, from the, you know, from all of East, West, North, and South. And, and we all met in one location and that is when they chose the national team. So I was already in a sense in a pool of players from that state and regional level that they had been offering for the for two or three years prior. So so that's kind of how it went. And then when we won the national championship in college, um, you know, um, that was, of course, after the uh, speaking of the national team, because I did not make the national team in 85, which was the first year. Mm-hmm. So that was the first year that they had it. Then I went off to college. I was already in the pool of players. You know, and so the next year, 1986, when they had that national um, choosing of players, I was already in the pool, so it was easy for them to to pull 75 players. You know, we were all there was already there were already eyes on the ones that they were going to have. You know, in 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 exclusion, not exclusion, but including the ones including the ones that they had had on the 1985 team. So so they can give or take a few of them after the first year and then open it up, put them also in the tryouts along with the ones that they've chosen. And we went to St. Paul, Minneapolis, and that was where the 75 players balled out. And, you know, it was just like if you had a combine tryout, somebody would be going home every day. You might have a roommate, come back after tryouts, might not have a roommate that evening. You know, they may have gotten cut at home. It, it was cutthroat. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, and I think that that, I mean, I probably would say probably at some of these national levels of football or college, it may be the same way. You know, I just know how competitive sports has gotten through the years, you know, and how, how it's become and evolved and, and, um, and how competitive it is that they would be cutting players just the same. So, so that's how the process went. Um, and once I made the 1986 U.S. national team, you know, um, the rest was pretty much history. You know, we went on to Italy and traveled and, and uh, played against some of the best teams in the world. And I'm just proud to say I was a pioneer of where we are now. You know what I mean? So speaking of you being a pioneer and looking where we are currently, 
I mean, I, I guess I'm really curious about what's your take on just, I guess, how far we have come. And when I say we, people of color within the game of soccer, um, no matter the, the, the gender, male, female, or whatever, what's kind of like your view as of like, okay, yeah, we've made progress, but we still got a long way to go. Because um, you see it from both sides. <laughs> you see it from, from, from a black yeah, person as well as a woman. Correct. Well, you know, I mean, it's just like our nation. <laughs> you know what I mean? We 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 made have made progress with Obama, but we still got a long way to go. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. We it's went two steps backwards. Yeah, well, I, I ain't gonna take it too far back, but I mean that is, is as clear as it can possibly be. Um, being the the only African American at that at that level, and seeing where we are now. You know, it it excites me to a level that most may not be able to understand. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen us come a long way, and so you know, I'm seeing the Crystal Dunn, I'm seeing you know the pews and the and the McDonald's and the this and that, and now seeing more than that. You know, that may be on on the next team that may be. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm giving a clap and a, and a right on sign because we are making strides. But at the same time, behind the scenes, you know what I mean, and the political side of the game, and I don't think I need to get really into detail on that because if you're coaches, you deal with it to some degree. You know what I mean? So, but um, but on the real side of things, we're, we're making strides. And I think sometimes you have to take those couple steps back before you can make those five steps forward. You understand what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I mean, I think, yeah, we we we're making strides and we're getting we're doing the correct things necessary to keep us moving forward. You know, so maybe we can only make two steps back this time instead of four or five. You know what I mean? We we want to we want to make ten forward. And maybe just take two back this time. But I mean, we are, we're in the right place. We're getting people in the right positions, um, in command that can, that can represent us in the right ways. Um, we're seeing that we do have a voice. Um, I, I felt like there were times when I did not have a voice and I just kind of rode the waves, so to speak. You know what I mean? And, um, I didn't want to rock the boat too much. There wasn't another, there wasn't another one out there that looked like me that I could say, well, they got my back on this one. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Mine, were, mine were my college roommates that also made the U.S. national team that had that I knew had my back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure. I was always iffy. So I just, I just kind of wrote it out and, you know, just took it for what it was. And so was I, blessed to have the opportunity. I, I, I got. I got. I'm gonna flip the script on you for a second. <clears throat> I got a fun question for you. Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't prep you on this one, but I am. I have to know this. You've been around the world. You've met plenty of people, uh, high places, low places. <laughs> um, let's say you're going out of town. Let's say Baltimore. Okay. Who is your entourage that you have met in your lifetime that is rolling with you like, yo, I'm rolling with Obama, I'm rolling with uh, 
I don't know, uh, Kim Kardashian. I don't know. I'm rolling with whoever. Who is my entourage? Yeah, who is your entourage? From professional professional to soccer world to I can choose my own entourage? You can choose your own. They could be celebrities. It could be politicians. It could be soccer players, basketball, football, whatever. All right. I'm always going to have Oprah in my corner. I'm sorry. Oprah is my girl. I got to have that one that knows all of them people. (laughs) If I'm not talking... If I'm not speaking, then I know she got me. She's speaking. Up. She's speaking the right speak, speaking the right words and yeah. networking. She's gonna clean right it up people. for you. Like she's gonna clean it up. I gotta have Obama. Uh, I mean, I gotta have uh, Oprah it. with me. Okay, got now, Oprah. Now, I'm an Obama. I'm an Obama fan too, and he'll he'll be in my entourage. But I'm gonna tell you my top one. Okay. I'm gonna have my girl right there. I'm gonna have my girl Oprah right there. Okay. I'm gonna have mom. Mom's is mom's oh, is on the other side. Dang, okay. All right. So I got. I got my two shoulders. If I'm, I got my heavy hitters up in the front row, on the front line with me. Okay, if I lean this way, Mama got me. If I lean this way, Oprah got me. Right. And then I'm gonna tell you one of my favorite girls, U N I T Y, and that's my queen of people. She is my girl. I got to have my queen back there if I fall back. She's in Georgia. I always tell her, yeah. I always tell everybody, I'm gonna meet her. I, I, I already know I'm gonna meet Queen Latifah. That is my girl. You, you so put I got it out those the, three right there. You put it out there yeah. in the atmosphere, yeah. so that's gonna happen. We'll make oh, that happen. It's, we'll make that happen. She's filming in South Georgia. It's out there. Yeah. It's, it's out there in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so yeah. So I got, I got, I got my three girls right there. Okay. Now I'm gonna go on back. I'm gonna go on to my midfield line. Okay. Back here in the midfield. I got I got Obama. He's in my corner. I love that man to death. Yeah. I love what he has done. I love what he's still doing, whether he realizes it or not, right. and what he you know what he'll continue to do. So he's gonna always be in my corner. So, and then, uh, yep. So before we uh, wrap up, I know I know you gotta get going because you're still taking care of the kids as as we speak. Yeah. Tell us, tell us I, about I heard the music, I heard the music go off. <laughs> uh, tell yeah. us uh, about what you do now with uh, with the Wilmington uh, Hammerheads. Okay, so I'm currently in Wilmington, North Carolina. I am under the umbrella of the Wilmington Hammerheads, one of the clubs here in town of five. We have five different clubs. We are the largest, one of the largest clubs in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently running an outreach program that is our nonprofit side of the the uh, club, and what I do is target at-risk and underserved communities, um, kids in the community, and offer them free soccer. And I have started my own city soccer league. I go into schools. People say, well, how do you get all the kids? Well, I go into schools and organize recess. Mm-hmm. And once I organize recess at the schools, then I can kind of offer all these kids an opportunity to play because they cannot afford to play at the rec levels, which will run you about 120 to 150 dollars, you know, for the average underserved family, that's a bill. Right. That's food, you know, gas. Yeah, they they can't do that. So, um, so that's what I do. Uh, and in a, in a, in the long term of things, I think that I I save lives. You know what I mean? I save a lot of lives, giving these kids opportunities, keeping them off the streets, and and you know 
giving them a platform to to do their thing. I have a large, uh, I work with a large Hispanic community as well as African American. Since I'm targeting at risk and underserved, I, you know, nobody wants to go into the project areas, but Coach Kim and I do it with grace and love it, <laughs> you know, and pride at Co- the same time. Coach but, Kim, I, I really got to ask this. I, I got to ask this question though, as you know, a fellow sure. coach. For me, I know it's hard not to play with the players. Do you play? Do you still mm-hmm. kick about with them? Do kick with the kids every <laughs> chance I get. Uh-huh. I love it. I, I try to jump in to spice up the game. Right. I, I, I call, let me spice this up. I give them a chance to pick it up. I said, okay, let me jump up in here. When I jump up in there, I talk, I get them moving. I stop play, bring it, bring a, you know, uh, a good teaching point. Um, I just changed the level. So, yes, I do play with them and, and every no, chance and, I get. And none of them have beat you or gone by you, right? No, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, I have been defeated, man. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> no, they, uh, I think that that's a, that's a, um, that's a point that has that that has to be implemented. I have to give them a successful situation to keep to keep them. Uh, what do I want to call? I, I, to keep them uh, spicy and keep them keep their spirit lifted. So I might go left, knowing they're gonna go right and say, "Man, yep. try to grab the penny." Right, you right, know, right, let them go right. down and do their little thing and tell them to shoot. You know, like I'm still coaching. And tell them to shoot, or if they shoot late, I'm like, "How? Come on, man! He just beat me, the last <laughs> defender, and you decided you chose to take the extra dribble. You need to stay down on the You did all the hard work, you know, and then you messed it up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But the next time he comes by, he's gonna make sure he take that shot first time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and do his dance when he's done. You know. So, <laughs> so yeah. And then some of them are flat out just beat me they've been with me since we started this program and they're now 15 16 years old and i'm 53 and yeah they got a little they got a little spike on me and and right out you know i give them props when they beat me so i still hear balls being kicked so they must be good let me me take a peek oh i'm good there's a there's a mission league going on So I'm going to sit in here for a little bit longer. My kid, he'll be looking for me in a minute, but he'll sit out there. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, um, you know, so, so yeah, no, they, they've beat me. And um, <laughs> and at the end, we're all winners. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have my kids, every time we're done with the session or, or Saturday soccer league, I make them all shake somebody's hand because I tell them, guess what? Somebody made you better today. And it wasn't Coach Kim. So right. go give somebody a half five. Give a couple people a shake because they made you better today. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I love that. As Jay Z would say from the 444 album, a love, an L isn't a loss, it's a lesson. <laughs> I like that. That is correct. There you go. That's right. That's right. I got one more quirky question for you. Um, uh oh, not a quirky question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got see all these other people they ask these other questions like yeah how'd you get sorry yeah wish we did but I gotta know the other stuff that you might not have sure. told other people. So did you have any like pregame rituals? 
I did not. You didn't have any rituals? No. I did not. You have like a pregame poop? I did not. You didn't have like, you put on <laughs> nope, your nope, left nope. cleat first? You didn't? Nope. This is my thing. Half the time, to be honest with you, let me see. Hold on for just a second. I'm telling you. Hold on for just a minute, my friend. Sorry about that. That's all good. Um, half the time I didn't even know who I was going to be covering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, in games they were like, "Do you know you just you just shut out April Heinrich, or you just shut out Mia Ham, or you?" I, it didn't matter. I was one of those ones who my spirit never changed. Sorry, Kim. Yeah. Kim, you just dropped sure. something. You you just you just dropped something. Just dropped all you the just names. dropped all those names right there. I need you to pick them up real quick. Can you pick those names up real quick? You've been dropping names all night long. Can you pick those names up, please? Yeah. No, I'm telling you some real good stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm serious. Oh, we know, we know. Uh-huh. Real deal Holyfield over here. We know. So so I mean I I mean I was a I was an athlete. I was very strong. Running was was my my speed was my asset. So stretching, which probably has kept me fifty three years later and at least able to walk, mm-hmm. was my thing. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't I wasn't like the average person that might stretch quick and get in. I had big legs. Mm-hmm. I needed to stretch things out. I didn't rush stuff. <laughs> I had pulled enough muscles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 There, there was one so, thing that um that uh, that I wanted to uh, ask real quick because like because like you said you you do outreach and uh, in the communities and and Wilmington like like what do you normally look for in a player that could be like okay like you might be able to do something with this uh, if you know if you have the talent for like like what what stands out normally to you? Okay, so my dynamics are a little different than the average coach. I hey, work with works for you. kids that have never never played. So I look for I look for that heart. I look for that drive to just want to learn the game, you know. So I just coached a middle school girls team this season who's never played. And she you know, half the girls are frustrated because they're learning the game. I said, you know, this ain't gonna happen this season. Right. You know what I mean? Right, it right. definitely ain't going to happen this game, and it may not even happen this season. But you can best believe everybody we played that whipped us and mercy ruled us nine nothing, they, they know us now. Yep. They know us now. So that's what I look for. So the girls that came out that were, well, I'm tired and I'm this and I, I said, you know what? You're entitled to be tired today because guess what? I am too. I worked with 100 kids before I came out here to work with you. You know what I mean? But if you think that you're going to play a sport that you're not going to give a little bit, you're in the, probably the wrong sport. You know what I mean? Right. So I look for that drive. I look for that heart. I look for those ones that yearn to learn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and if they don't have some of those those little those little important components, then yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe you should go to the step team. I don't know. You know what I mean? There was a step team. There was a step team at the girls' school. You know, it's a new girls' school. This is the first sport. You know what I mean? They don't even have a track team yet or, or tennis or anything. The soccer was their very first sport this season. And we, we got mercy ruled a lot. And I said to them after the first game, guess what? The worst is over. 
we can't get no worse. We're going to learn every game. We're going to get better. And those girls believed in that. And they saw that they, they, they knew it was going to happen. I, I, I instilled that in them. You know what I mean? They already had the components that I told you I was looking for in players. So now I got to do my part. You know what I mean? And if we can get all this mixed together and make it work, that's called chemistry in the game. You know what I mean? Coaches use that word chemistry. Sometimes I hate, I hate to hear that word, but it is, it is a chemistry that, that, have to work, you know what I mean, amongst everybody, because everybody has to include their little molecule of this and that for it all to work, for the chemistry to work. And so that's what I look for, you know what I mean? And if they have, they may not have all of those components or characteristics and qualities that I'm looking for, but if they got some of them, oh, I can work with them. I can work with them. Kim, I think you need but I'm not going to I, I think you should quote, quote that. Well, I think there's also a better word choice that we could use. In the words of the late, great John Witherspoon, you got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. That is correct. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to change that chemistry to coordinate. Uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I, I, most, I like Most people are not going to know what I'm talking about. Right. Now. They're going to know the word chemistry. Anson uses it. All these top coaches yeah, use it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the, come on, man. Yeah. Chemistry. I, I think you should still put your spin on chemistry, and it could be literally chem. Oh, That's right. Hey, 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 hey! Dad joke. I like that. <laughs> and then, and then for when, you know, when when yeah. they start beating you, maybe that's the rite of passage, and you can be like, "That's right, that's right." That is correct. <laughs> but no, seriously though, in in the like I said, my da- dynamics are a little different than the average coach that says everybody got the email or the Snapchat. Right, or the exactly. Or Tell them how it really is. Kim. Tell them how it really yeah, is. Kim. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that we've got tryouts on this day and that day. Yep. And then all the kids are all, are you ready at school? Are you ready for tryouts? And man, I got new shoes and I just, it's totally different with me. Tell, tell them how you got to go door to door to get the information and get the kids signed Come up. Come on, man. Come on. Seriously. I got, I, I, that's what I, I'm exactly. here tonight. My boy is texting me now. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something really important to, to represent for our club, for our program. And you, I told him, you. And he said, I got you. I said, watch, watch the game that's going on right now. And when I'm done, I get you home. You know what I mean? But but seriously though, back to back to the 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 kids that I work with, the unique kids that I work with. These kids would not get an opportunity if there weren't programs that I'm implementing into this this community. Um, some people understand the importance of it, some people don't. They get caught up in that political side. Well, you're not bringing in money because you're not charging the kids. But look at what I'm doing. You know, I wake up every day wanting to impact one kid. That's my, that's my goal, to impact one kid out of the 120 I may see in the day. But I have the luxury of impacting more than one kid. You know what I mean? So everybody wins at the end of the day. You know what I mean? They go home inspired and happy and 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 just yearning for more, you know. Um and I and I don't I don't have to think about all those components that, that just might take us out of the game, so to speak. 
You know what I mean? I'm saying the game because you guys know what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying, you know, Brian, for instance, that's here with me tonight, this kid wore bifocals. The kids teased him. I would I would come to his defense anytime that I could until I taught him to come to his defense but do it on the field. This boy right now is the bomb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's playing. So I got coaches saying, why isn't he playing on the, on the high school team? He's like, sent me a text before we got here. Coach, I want a trial for the hammerhead. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I, this kid has been with me since he was probably nine. He's in high school right now. I'm going to say he's with me with eight or nine. And he's looking like a model. He's playing in 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 the the men's Latino league on Sundays. I said, play, play as much as you can. Right. Play whatever you get want. As many play as much as you can. You don't have to always be with me. Get those touches. I tell kids, you don't even. Yeah, man. You don't even have to be with me and play. I don't care if you play at the Y. Yep. If you play in the Just other play. pros and leagues. Just play. Just play, man. Yep. And so I offer, I offer, you know, venues and, and, and platforms for these kids to play. That's all I want to do. I want to impact them, keep them inspired, keep them engaged, and offer them a platform to play anytime they want to play. That's what I say to my kids. Anytime you want to play, I'm going to offer you a platform. That's what's up. I don't care. You call me and you like, Coach. I want to play. We, I, I, I play with the kids every day of the week. I offer Sunday soccer. People are like, aren't you going to take yourself a day off? Mm. Like, man, I got work to do. You mm. know what I mean? I got work to do. Kim, I yeah. got to say yeah. that you have made us happy. You have inspired us. I want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Like, truly, we are, you know, like, truly blessed and humbled that you have given us your peace of mind of just of everything that you've experienced. We would love to have you back on the show again oh, in the oh, future. We would, oh, we're definitely having you back on. Like, yeah. I think that just with oh, I would, I would love, I would love to come back. You know, because the United Black Soccer Coaches community, you know, with Stacey Wilson, who you saw her firsthand, yep. who jammed out this, beast. she contributed to some amazing sessions. Nicole. Um, Hercules, the first female chair of the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group. Oh, we've Lincoln had her Phillips. on the show before. We've had her on the show. Oh, you have. So you know. We know. Yeah. You, you, Lincoln Phillips getting that walk. Chiselwick Award. H-U. And Carla Thompson. Carla Thompson won the Black Coaches Award of Excellence. I won that mm. one for the first time last year mm. when we was in, 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 in Chicago. Mm. So I'm trying to tell you, and we represented in so many ways. This past week in Erlina, Miss Erlina Yoder. A lot of people don't know. I don't yeah, know if Erlina. you met Miss Yoder, but this lady, yeah, I met her. Miss, 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 Erlina, Miss Yoder, yeah. is she's that she's that old school flave that keeps she us is. flowing. She, she started a group of 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 getting African American female girls into camp, and she helps me. You know, if I if I recognize the kids, and I let her know, she gets that girl into camp just like that. And you she would tell like you that. her opinion without you asking for it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You got to respect that, Tony. You Absolutely. Know That's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, I love it. Every, everybody in that room, they may have tried to hush her a little bit, but they did it in a respectful way. Absolutely. Because she's earned that. Yep. She's earned that right to repeat something if she wanted to repeat it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I that, love it. That's who she is. So, you know, you got your Mike Curry's and your Sully Hamid's and Lenny Taylor's and all of these big names. They know her. Mm-hmm. This is, she, 
was the foundation mm-hmm. that, that helped get us where we are today. And all of those people's names that I've dropped, the Lincoln Phillips and the Mike Currys and all of them. And so, so you know, we, we can't do anything as, as the young people coming along, but sit back and respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we can take the torch. They're giving us the torch to run with it now. So right now I'm holding the torch and I'm observing. And I told you I got that blaze of speed. I had it in there. Don't have it no more. <laughs> it will always burn in my in my soul. Absolutely. That's for sure. But I mean, but on a on a serious and ending note, you know, it's important for me who has played at the most elite level to give back. People forget about giving back. You forget where you came from. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. And that's what I tell my kids. Y'all might make it big one day. You make sure you come back and make sure Coach Kim's outreach program has got shoes because I do hand-me-downs and I do I do donated and all of this and pass back. Y'all make sure I'm straight. Don't forget where you came from because I'm that one that's going to fight for you till the end. Right. So my kids still come back and, and, and make sure we straighten. So it is important for me to pay it forward. The sport has done a lot for me. It saves my life, you know, and, and again, I don't want people to think that that is extreme to say that, but it did. It saved my life. I don't know where I would have been. You know, I know my mom instilled some good values in me, and I can't say that I would be somewhere off doing the wrong, wrong things, but there's so much out there that you could get into, you know, there's no telling. So I, I do look at it as a form of saving my life, and if I can one of these kids' life through this beautiful sport that has done the same for me, then hey, that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not about money right now. It's about doing the right thing. It's about doing the right thing. And hopefully one of these kids will come and I can pass the torch on to them and they can see how important which they do already that that programs like this are and that they can keep it going. You know what I mean? They can come back and volunteer. I make them come out on Saturday, my older boys, and work with the little ones. That's right. Come on. Get on up. <laughs> I've been out here since 6. Passing I'm going to give y'all till 10. Yeah, we start, we kick off at 10. Be here. You know, so. But it, it is also important that we have platforms like you guys are doing as well. Um, and I appreciate you uh, wanting to have me on the show. And I will come back anytime. I'm sorry that I'm kind of rushing, but you know I'm not on my time. I got I got somebody with me. I want to make sure he get on back. I'm sure he first thing I said to him, you did homework. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. You, you <laughs> right. gotta have a big band ball to be hundred kids, so you know I, I know you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So Kim, do you For have sure. any uh, any shout outs you wanna you wanna give to us before you uh, you head out? You know I, I dropped a, a lot of important names, and again, you know um, I am I am never gonna have another opportunity that I don't thank God and I don't thank my mother because I just want a big NAACP Youth Services Award and it was the Centennial Youth Services Award and I thank my mom and I thank the Lord and I told myself moving forward any opportunity and every opportunity that I can do that I'm going to do that because that's what those two blessings right there are going to help me continue to do what I do for these kids in this community. So, so I am never going to, you know, not take the opportunity to thank the Lord and my mom. 
and that's it. You know, my family is there. They always have been there, but they wouldn't be there without my mother. So mm, my mama and the Lord are my favorite buttons. <laughs> no, no. That's, like a t-shirt. that's a t-shirt right there <laughs> that's right. Kim. but i really do I, I thank you guys so much for having me i really wanted to make it happen this evening and i'm glad that we did and um have me on anytime hey Absolutely. we we want to get you on just to talk just hey whether it's just shit talking just talking you know passing the breeze or sure. hear more stories yeah so we, we're definitely going to have you back on um before we head out, you know, before you hang up, I want to make sure that we record some little drop with you. So, um, but otherwise, this is for the culture with Kim Crab. Peace. We out. You know, we we got, you know, we got a lot more um, to do this week, man. Because, uh, so you you met damn near everybody up in Baltimore, man. Like who? Who didn't you meet? Did you, did you meet Jurgen? No, nah, but he texted me. He said he, was, he couldn't make it this year. I mean, so. you, you got all the numbers, man. Like, so, yeah. We're, we're gonna, I'm about to lean on you for a little bit for, for some of these interviews on the next couple it's of okay. weeks. It's okay. I got but, you. Um, I got but, you. yeah, man, thank, thanks to Kev for, uh, for coming on the show. You know, like I said, we, we got a lot of uh, voices that we want to uh, get out here for the next uh, few weeks, especially going into February for Black History Month. Uh, one of the voices that uh, that we met up in Baltimore was uh, Kevin Larry. With uh, he's an assistant coach with the Jackson State women's uh, team, and uh, got a chance to talk with him. We're going to talk to him over in part two. Going to talk uh, two up, two down. Uh, you know, and just uh, you know, chop it up some more. So yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for part two. For Kev, for Kim, for Coach, for TK, for Grego, the coach is real, the coach is everywhere. We'll see y'all in a bit. Yeah.